Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. This podcast is sponsored by Whoop. Whoop is a great tool to measure your recovery. If you want to get the first month off and the strap for free, go to joint.whoop.com slash TNT. The Whoop device, it's got a cool feature. Each morning, once you've logged a recovery, it'll ask you a couple of questions. You decide what question it asks you. Maybe you're trying out a new supplement or maybe it's blue blocking glasses or a stretching routine. After a few recoveries, the Whoop strap will tell you if you improve your recovery doing these habits or if your habits um, decrease your recovery. So this is a great way to actually measure to see if that supplement or that tool or that stretching routine actually works. Couple of housekeeping notes before we move into the main topics for today. The December schedule looks a little bit different. We've got some holiday hours. A few days we're going to be closed. Uh, Christmas Day we're closed. Around New Year's we're going to be closed too. And there's a few 2 p.m. classes that are going to be canceled as well. So make sure you check out MindBody. Make sure you schedule your classes so you can get all the workouts in that you need. Yesterday we had our goal getters meeting. This is the monthly meeting we do at the gym. We talk about goals. We rotate through coaches. They come in and talk about a different topic. This is a great time to get a little bit of extra feedback on what you're doing, get some new information, and build community at the gym. These are the small things that puts TNT above and beyond what you would see at a club fitness or at, Gold, or at a Gold's gym. We care about your goals. We want to hear about your goals. How are you doing? We want to help you out. And it's easier for us to do that if you show up to these things, if you talk about what's going on so that we can give you some solid feedback. It looked like Ashley did a great job yesterday. We had a bunch of people show up. We've got some exciting news. CrossFit Kids is coming back to TNT. This class is exactly what PE should be like for kids. And everybody knows the value of moving around, playing, getting familiar with fitness stuff and having fun in the gym. This is super important for kids. You know that, everybody knows that, but it's hard to find a good spot to do activities like this. It gets cut in school and it affects everything from how you um, perform on test scores, how you sleep, how you interact with your friends. So this is an awesome program for kids. It's the ideal time to get into fitness. If you're listening to this, you might have picked up uh, CrossFit at a little bit older age and all the time you hear people say, oh, if I only knew how to squat or deadlift or do this, then my life would have been so much easier instead of to trying to learn it when I'm 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old. So this is the perfect foundation for learning agility, balance, coordination. It's going to make everything easier. This starts on January 5th and goes until February 23rd. It's an eight-week session with a makeup class at the end. It's going to be seven to nine-year-olds, and it's going to be 10 to 13-year-olds. So we've posted all this info uh, online. Check out the Facebook page, check out the emails, and you can get signed up right away. We are in the middle of the TNT Fitness Bingo. It's fun seeing all the posts about you guys making progress and knocking out these bingo items. There's a $100 rogue gift card on the line, so it's going to be exciting to see how many can complete all 12 items and who wins this gift card at the end. And let's not forget about the November Committed Challenge. We had a bunch of people that completed this. It looks like it's close to 30 names. And if we say we're going to raffle off some 30-minute personal training sessions with either me or Courtney, 
then it wouldn't be something that I would forget about and not put names in a hat until December 9th. So uh, we've got the winners of the November Committed Raffle. And the people that got personal training session with me is John Kelly. And the person that won that personal training session, 30 minutes with Courtney, is Rebecca. So congratulations to you guys. We'll send you an email. And nice work to everyone that got at least 15 classes. Moving on to the programming notes for today. I don't have a specific workout to talk about, but I just wanna mention a general idea and a concept that's in the CrossFit Level 1 manual as well. And it's, if you can't do it well, then we're not gonna do it at all. Sometimes when you're learning a new movement, part of it is that it's gonna be a little bit wobbly and that's perfectly fine. If you've ever seen a small child uh, learning how to walk, you'll see that it's super wobbly, they get a hold on to something, they'll fall down a couple of times, and that's part of it. But they're not gonna be out on a ledge somewhere, they're gonna be close to holding on to something and there's no sharp edges around them. So part of learning is to have a couple of wobbles and that's perfectly fine. But let's say we're doing a workout and 185 on the bar doesn't look good, but 155 does look good, then let's do 155. If you're doing a wall ball workout and your squats are partial squats, you're breaking up all the time, you're missing the time cap and you have a 20 pound med ball, but you would have made it look much better with a 14 pound wall ball, then let's use the 14 pound wall ball. Get the movement down, get the consistency down, and then we're gonna add the weight. It's our, uh, it's our rule at the gym that you can always go up in weight, but you can't go down in weight. Most people do an okay job of this on dumbbell workouts, on barbell workouts, but the same thing applies when you do a banded workout. If you start off a pull-up workout with one band on there and then halfway through you have to add an additional band, you've basically taken weight off the barbell. It's exactly the same thing. So if you're not going to do it well, we're not going to do it at all. Pick an appropriate weight, do a couple rounds, and then move up in weight if you want to. Part of learning is to have a few wobbles in there. That's okay as long as everything is under control and it's a safe setup. But in most cases, when someone does start off with the lighter weight, they usually stick with that lighter weight and they make it look way better than having to take some weight off. The topic for today is how to lose belly fat. I get this question all the time. I've probably gotten this question a thousand times since I started working in fitness and it's a great question. And it's probably one of the most common goals that people have going to the gym. Most recently, I got this question mid warm up. We're doing prone to sprints. We start, we jog down, we do 10 jumping jacks and then halfway back doing toe touches. A person asks me, how do I lose this fat right here? And then they grab their midsection. Like I said, this is a great question. This is a common goal. This is something that I can help you with, or Courtney, or Lindy, or Ashley. However, it's not 100% fair to ask me this mid-warm-up because this takes a longer conversation. This takes more follow-up, more details, more planning. This is not a quick answer. I'm gonna break down a few pieces to this thing right now, uh, but like I said, this isn't a quick answer, this takes a little bit of time. This could be nutrition consults with Lindy or Courtney or it could be personal training with me or Ashley. 
Here's a couple things to focus on. The most important thing to losing belly fat is nutrition. This is more important than working out. Sometimes people get confused and think that you can outwork a poor diet or that this comes down to I need to push more at the gym, I need to go from three workouts to four workouts. All of these changes are good. It's going to make you healthier. It's going to make you stronger. But if you don't change your nutrition, then nothing else is going to change. So number one most important thing to lose more belly fat is to dialing in your nutrition. This isn't a debate about calories in versus calories out. Does that work? Is that true? Are there other things at play? Maybe. But if you just look at the simple fact of downing a bag of chips, even if it's a small one, it takes you a couple minutes, it's fast, it's delicious. If you take that same amount of calories and hop on the rower and stay on the rower until you've done that many calories, this is not a perfect equation, but it shows you how easy it is to overeat and to eat too much, something that's packing on the calories, compared to actually expending that energy. It is much faster, it's a much more slippery slope to do it through food compared to putting the work in, and doing CrossFit, doing Swift, doing weightlifting, whatever it is. When I bring this up, there's always a real smart person that says, Oh, I've seen Matt Frazier. He lives off of Snickers and Gatorade. And then there's Rich Froning. He eats nothing but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and chocolate milk. That might be true. Those guys might be eating a diet that most people uh, couldn't sustain and they would gain a lot of weight from it. But the truth is that Matt Frazier, when he was active, Rich Froning right now, they work out more in one day than you do in an entire week. And I'm just talking out to uh, this whole podcast audience out there. I don't know exactly who you are, but I am 99% sure that Matt Frazier, when he was active and rich running right now, I've seen him up close, they work out more in one day than you do in a whole week. So that blows everything. Uh, if you compare the Snickers, the Gatorade, the chocolate milk, there's a few people that get away with it. They don't do it forever. It can be done, but it is a above and beyond physical effort that has to be put in that isn't doable by people that aren't elite, elite athletes. This idea of ratios is very important. Maybe I post a story of a pizza and a beer I have on the weekends and someone might think, oh, that person's got it easy. They can eat whatever they want and it just falls off of them. If you have that mentality, then you have someone living rent-free in your head and that's not a good place to be. Your current habits perfectly align with your current results. This same thing applies to the ratios I just talked about. I saw a headline this morning that Elon Musk sold his last house. It was a $30 million house in California. And you might think, wow, $30 million house, he just sold it, uh, that's a ton of money. But as of this morning, I just Googled it, his net worth is $297 billion, so we're just gonna call that $300 billion. If he sells a $30 million house, it doesn't even move the needle. He can take 1,000 of those $30 million properties, he can bulldoze them to the ground, not even sell them, and his net worth would go from $300 billion to $270 billion. It doesn't even matter. Same thing goes for Matt Frazier if he has a snicker bar or if Rich Froning drinks some chocolate milk. 
this is all dependent on ratios and if you work out three to five days a week and you sit down at a desk for work you don't have a physically strenuous um, labor that you gotta do every day your ratio your budget the amount that you can spend on junk food drastically decreases so nutrition is obviously the most important one i've talked a lot about sleep before on this podcast go back and listen to a sleep episode overall sleep if you don't get enough of it it increases your craving not good for your belly fat if you don't get enough sleep then when you diet you're gonna lose more muscle as well and your body becomes less efficient at burning fat so sleep cravings losing muscle not being as efficient at you at using fat as fuel all these things are going to make a huge impact on the amount of belly fat you have now we're getting to the workout portion most people think this is the most important one but it's not it's still important though when you try and lose weight you have to keep lifting weights otherwise you're going to end up losing muscle as well and the goal this question right here was to lose belly fat. You don't want to lose any muscle and you do that by getting enough protein, getting enough sleep and lifting weights. Most people think they need to go from three workouts to five workouts, up the intensity somehow. That's important, that's good, that's gonna help out, but the daily activity is just as important. Trying to do an extra walk with the dog, trying to choose the stairs instead of the elevators, try and find ways to sneak in more activity if you go from 5,000 steps to 10,000 steps daily, it is much more important and effective compared to going from five workouts to six workouts. If you only work out for an hour a day, which sounds like a lot, which is pretty awesome compared to most people, but if that rest of the 23 hours is very slow, sedentary, sitting down, then you have a ton of room for improvements to help you lose the body fat. To wrap this up, like I said before, your current habits are perfectly in line with your current results. Some people, they seem surprised that they're not making more progress. Every now and then, I'll hear someone say, I can't believe I'm not getting more results. I'm doing everything right. That is not true. If you're doing everything right, then you would be getting way more results. So sometimes you need to check what your goals are. Are they reasonable? Is it something that you can achieve? And then you need to take a closer look at the nutrition. This is where you do a consult with Lindy, you do a consult with Courtney, you work with them for four weeks, for eight weeks to really dial in your choices. And this is not as simple as just, here's a meal plan, follow this. That doesn't teach someone to fish. We wanna teach you how to fish so that you can do this on your own so that you can make better choices when it's time for a celebration or when you're eating out or when you're food prepping. These are small, consistent things that really add up over time. And you can do this. If your goal is to lose belly fat, it's the goal for a lot of people. Like I said, nutrition, most important one, sleep, lifting, they're all part of this. You can do this, but it takes a lot of uh, detail a lot of execution, a lot of consistency to see that result. I haven't talked about a whole lot of nutrition specifics on that podcast. This is very individual. We need to look at what you're doing right now and what we need to improve. What I've seen a lot of times is that it's not enough protein, it's too many carbs, it's too much alcohol, and it's too many treats on the weekends. But that's just a super general statement. We need to dig deeper, we need to see what you're doing and slowly improve from there. 
when Coach Courtney and Coach Lindy gives you an assignment, they're not going to give you a crazy assignment. A lot of times, it's going to seem very basic, but the goal is to give you something where you feel like, I'm confident that I can achieve this change. Because if they give you something where you feel like, this is too much of a stretch, I can't do this, then you're just gonna fall off right away. So we need to layer in one habit at a time that's a little bit better. And then once you have that on lockdown, once you've mastered that, now we're gonna take the next step. So if they give you something, an assignment, or you feel like, huh, this isn't all that crazy, I can do that, that's designed, that's on purpose, that's gonna create long-lasting change, and that is how you're gonna reach your goal of losing belly fat. The quote of the week is, they tried to bury us, but they didn't know that we were seeds. Draw motivation from whatever you need. Maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a YouTube video, maybe it's a goal that you have. If you went to Ashley's Goal Getters meeting yesterday, maybe you make a vision board and put that up on a wall in your house. Some people love to have a chip on their shoulder. I'm not that person, but I know some people that really thrive on showing someone that they were wrong, that you can do better, and that they doubted you, and that they were wrong. Draw from whatever motivation you need to. If you have a chip on your shoulder, show that person what's up, show them what you can do, and reach that goal.